answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McClain. Glad you are with us as we talk about financial matters here. Both myself and my co-host, we are both financial advisors, certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant. We spend our weekdays with people like yourself and we um, have our show coming out on the weekends so that we are your financial advisors on the air. And if you want to be part of our program, we love taking calls. And by the way, some of you are, maybe the majority of you are listening to us via podcast. And you could always um, schedule time to be on our program if you just email questions at moneymatters.com. Again, that's questions at moneymatters.com. And what happens is then we just schedule a time where you can be on the show. And that way you don't have to yeah. call and wait in line or any of that. Yeah. It's quick and easy. We'll record it. It's not broadcast live, just like Judge Judy. Yes. Schedule ahead of time. Might do a couple tapings in a day. They schedule the stuff ahead of time. By the way, what a fascinating career that lady has led. Um, and actually, one of the highest earners in television is Judge Judy Scheinlin. And she seems like such a pleasant Does woman. Seem really? <laughs> I've never actually watched an oh, episode. I've watched it. I've watched it. I'm not going to. Yeah, I got to tell you what my wife said to me the other day. <laughs> She says, I miss live PD. <laughs> I really? wish they'd get bring back live PD. Your wife said that. I said, that are you the last me? person in the world that I would think that would watch live PD is your wife. I think she liked watching live PD. Really? That just surprises me. Your wife is so demure and nice and like that is like. I don't know. I guess it's one of those things like. Uh, I wish. I'm glad I'm not that messed up. I guess. I don't. I mean, there's always part of. Your wife is. Oh, I wish for world peace, the coronavirus to go away and live PD. <laughs> I don't think it's in her morning prayers. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't say I pray for live PD to come back. She said I wish. Okay. Anyway. Uh, she might have been kind of, I don't think she was joking because uh, yeah. I don't know why we're talking about that at the start of this program. I have got to tell you, I have been watching a tremendous amount of documentaries, a tremendous amount of documentaries, and I have, I've used up almost all the documentaries on Netflix, Amazon. Are you kidding me? Um, and uh, yeah. Watch a lot of documentaries. That is a lot of documentaries. Lot is of, your wife enjoy watching the documentaries? No, we You're don't. In different rooms. Yeah, she she gets in front of the TV and watches this something that I I just cannot yeah, watch, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I go to my room and watch um, on my iPad. I watch That's documentaries. Sounds like my I got I got this big fancy TV and all that stuff, and I watch on my iPad. Yeah, that's um, me. Headphones. That's me. That's Which me. is fine enough for it's, me. Yeah, okay. it's I good get in enough. my armchair. I'm good. It's, I just say, like, bring me some more popcorn. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I yell. <laughs> Someone rub my feet. <laughs> Does that work? Oh yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> Everything's run over. Life goes yes, so Daddy. well. Yes, I right. rub your feet. We better get serious and we have some calls here. We'd love to take uh, calls. Eight three three ninety nine worth. And uh, let's start off here with Jeff. Jeff, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hey, Allworth. Uh, this is Jeff, and I'm going to be retiring from the CalPERS system um, in January of next year. And as part of that system, I have a number of options that I can uh, elect uh, for whether I want to have money for my um, spouse in the event of my untimely death. Yep. Um, I can take an unmodified allowance, get the full amount that I'm mm -hmm. owed, or I can take $100 mm -hmm. less a month to insure against the contributions I've made into the system, which at this point are about 735000 So I wanted to find out from you guys what your thoughts are on the different options. Once an option is selected, it's uh, permanent. There's right. no going back and 
and, and redoing it. So I just want to make sure okay. that I am making a smart decision. Yeah. All right. It's so a big decision. It, it, it's probably one of the largest financial decisions uh, that you'll make in your lifetime. And it's completely irrevocable. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's what, what you have to think of is you, you have to think of this decision in context of everything else in your life. And so the drivers behind this decision is primarily health, longevity, and the other assets if you couldn't replace this, right? Because to the pension plan itself, and this is, we're talking about CalPERS, but this exists in every every pension plan, plan, defined benefit pension plan. The number is the same to the pension administrator based on normal life expectancies, 100% the same. You take option one or option seven, they don't care because actuarially speaking, the number is the same. Now, in saying that, how is your health and how is your spouse's health? So we're both in good health. Uh, I'm uh, just on a couple of medications for for minor issues, but nothing really, uh, nothing serious. And family longevity? Both your uh, side of the family. Both of our parents. Yeah, we're we're um, both about fifty years old, and both sets of parents are still with us. Uh, thank God, and and doing pretty well. Okay, and is your home paid for? Uh, we have about a uh, hundred and eighty-five thousand dollars left to pay off. We've got about a million dollars in equity. And how how old are you? Uh, I'm fifty-one. Are you, are you a firefighter or police officer? Yes, one of those. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what other money is saved uh, in either your 457 or 401k? So uh, between the 457 and the 401, uh, I've got a 401a. Between those two accounts, we have about a million dollars saved in those accounts. Um, and then in other investments, we have probably about a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Are the kids out of the house? Assuming they are kids, are they out? Uh, we've got three. Uh, our oldest is about to move out, um, and then we've got two kids that are still in the house with us right now. And and do you plan on going back to work? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> into a different uh, career field, but uh, yeah, I'm still planning to work uh, after after my Calpers retirement, and uh, my spouse is also planning to uh, start working again after after raising what do you, what do you think you should do um, I think that I should take the unmodified allowance and then purchase insurance uh, to protect the 735 that I've put into the system and also protect my spouse in the, in the case of my death um, but I think that we're better off taking the full amount for the rest of my life and then we we do have options going forward. We can always increase or decrease our insurance as life events change, which I just don't like being locked into to a lower amount. Um, uh, have you, you so know, if you do this, you, you really need a, you, you, you really need like a whole life insurance or a fully paid up universal life. Have you priced those? Jeff, did someone come and present this concept to you? Uh, well, nobody specifically. It's just something that uh, my, my dad's pretty good with finances, and I've talked to a lot of the people who've gone down the road that I'm going down, and this is one of the options that they made. I wish you could have seen the look on both of our faces when you said that, because we're not big fans of that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel the same. Um, it, what, what, well, there's two things that happen. May I, this got, there's two things that happen. One is, what's the, what's the monthly amount of your unmodified pension? Uh, it's about... Um, it's going to be about $15,000, just a little bit more than that. Okay. And then what is the amount of the fully modified pension that, that your spouse would receive the same amount uh, as you at your death? Uh, I'm sorry, what's the amount? Of- uh, the monthly. So, so what's how much it, reduction? It, yeah, like 80-80 is, is what it will look like on the thing, or 82-82. It should be around $13,000 a month, right? Okay, so if I pass away first, um, there's a number of different options, like a 50% yeah. option. Uh, give us the joint and 50%. Yeah, yeah, let's start with the joint and 50. Okay, so I could do a 50% to beneficiary, and that's, I would get 
uh, about 14,000. Um, my spouse would get, uh, 46, 45. And then because of, uh, the system that I'm in, regardless of whether or not, um, I put her on the, uh, uh, I make her a, a beneficiary, she'll still be my survivor and she'll get 4721, uh, regardless Got it. if I pass away. So even if you did it a hundred percent, then modified, she still gets 4,700 bucks a month. Uh, that's correct. Yes. So the the challenge. So when let let like the one you said is fifteen thousand. If you take a joint and fifty percent, it's fourteen thousand. Yeah. So think about this. That's a you're paying a thousand dollars for life insurance, right, to protect this pension. But you're doing uh, so. What's that? No, go ahead. Right. So you're taking a reduced amount in order to provide an income stream when you're dead. That's life insurance, right? It's just in the form of a pension here. Right. The, 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 when, you, when you do it within a pension, like this reduced amount, you're not taxed on that difference. If you take the unmodified at 15 grand, you're not going to net $1,000 after taxes. You're in a high tax bracket. And you're in the state of California. So you're going to net 600 650 So right. you're already... Well, we're, 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 we're correcting uh, the, our, our living situation. We'll, we'll be moving out of state here. Uh, okay. In okay. The future. <laughs> okay. So you're at seven fifty, but the point is, the point is, when you try to buy insurance on the outside, you have to do it with after-tax dollars. So it's a big hurdle. Here's why I'm not a big fan of that of this life insurance. Every time I hear this, there's a, a woman's face who comes to my mind. And when I was the first year in this business, I met this couple. They were introduced to me. He has a retired principal from a school district, took a full-size pension and, and life insurance. He died, so his, her pensions, his pension stopped. There was not nearly enough life insurance to provide for her income needs. And she was, became a client, and navigating her portfolio through all the different market cycles that have happened over the years— I swear to you, every time there's a bad period in the markets, her face comes to my mind, and I worry about her more than any other client I've had in my my career. So maybe I'm biased here. Well, I'm biased as well because I actually had someone that took this um, before they had ever met me and couldn't afford the premium payments on uh, the policy. Seen that as well. Because the premium payments kept going up. Because they didn't buy a whole life? And well, they, no, they bought whole life, but they were it was mispriced. So, a universal life. So, Jeff, what's the amount where if you and your spouse would get equal amounts, what's that dollar amount on a monthly basis? Um, okay, let me see. That would be uh, where we would get equal amounts on a monthly basis? Yeah, it, it, before and after oh. death. What, what What's that monthly pension be? Oh, let me take a look here. That would be... Okay, so that would be a 100% beneficiary with... Yep. Allowance increase. Okay, so what did you? I have the numbers now. What yeah. You need what, on? What's the monthly amount there? The dollar amount. So we, I would. Uh, the monthly amount would be. Uh, it bring it down to thirteen four forty eight. Okay. Here's the answer. Don't. That's the one you're going to pick. Don't mess with the rest of it. We are talking about uh, a, a, a ten percent. What thirteen percent reduction. 14%. It, it, it's almost near material to your net worth and the net present value of these dollars over your lifetime. So you're 51 years of age. Not only that, you're going to end up with some other career. In yeah, a you're going to end up doing something else. You, right? you, there's, you, yeah. I mean, right. you, you, you have some, you, you obviously have a higher position in whether one of the safety jobs you've had because you're a hard worker and you've worked your way up. I have a feeling you're the kind of person that's going to be working hard the next decade. Mike. Yeah. And, and so I wouldn't sure. even, I, I think we're rounding at the edges here. You've got a million one fifty in uh 457s, 401ks, uh, 401as in investments. You've got $850,000 in your uh, home that you're going to move out of state and you can move to a small state like Missouri and you could buy like a County for that. <laughs> And then, um, and then you've got a, a pension of thirteen thousand five hundred dollars, almost thirteen thousand, and, you, and you've got an accelerated, um, uh, you've you've got a cost of living adjustment. And so, why we're even having this discussion about you going the out in the open market? The cheapest insurance is doing it through your plan. Yeah. It's not in the open market. 
Yeah, it's yeah. It really is. Okay. Yeah. Cheapest insurance is through yeah, this plan yeah, here. Yeah, and then tell your wife how much you love her, and that's why you decided and you changed your mind and make it all about you <laughs> and her, and nothing about. The, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. there. Have had her excuse herself from the room. Well, I mean, there's a good chance that your standard of living is going to be higher five or ten oh, years I'm from bet now. Bet on it. I'll bet on it. And and, and so the life. Yeah. I mean, if you hit, this is an unmodified, the life insurance needs is going to be even greater. And you and it, you won't you will you won't be able to afford it. It'll be so the, the premium will be so shockingly high. You're like, how can I can't be fifteen hundred bucks a month for life insurance? Yeah, and and so yeah, just do this and call it a day. And by the way, we have retired many a safety workers from the state, county, municipalities, uh, uh, law enforcement, uh, Department of Corrections, and I've never had one under the age of fifty five that didn't go back to work. We've never had one under right. the age of that did not go back to work. And normally what they're due is they'll like jump to another municipality, put in their five or 10 he years, invest again. I, you know, the, you know, the drill. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of right. things you can do. Yeah. You know, the drill. Sure. So you worked All hard, right. enjoy it. Um, the decisions made, um, we're done. Okay, great. Hey, thank you fellas. I really appreciate it. Glad All right. You called, take yeah. care. Appreciate it. Let's continue on with our calls and talk with Samantha. Samantha, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hi, Scott and Pat. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Samantha. Um, my husband and I have been discussing whether or not we should keep our 30-year term life insurance policies. Okay. Uh, currently, we have 10 years left, and the policies are $200,000 each. We pay a total of 650 a year. A year. A year on each one of them. No, between the two. For no, both. To- total. Okay. So um, we have for the next ten years, we'd be paying sixty five hundred. Yeah. For the next ten years. <clears throat> How old are you and your husband? Um, um I'm forty nine. My husband's fifty one. We plan to retire in about three years. We don't have any dependents. Good health. Own our own home. Still working right now, but. Um, just, and if you're, if you're, uh, let's, uh, heaven forbid your husband, uh, died today from a financial, yeah, heaven st- forbid, <laughs> <laughs> from a fin- we're talking about life insurance. I mean, so he died. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? If you're, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, that is what we're talking about. So he dies today, uh, from a financial standpoint, would you be, how, how would things be for you? Um, well, from what I gather, if he dies today, because we work for the state of California, that I would be getting a monthly payment of 2,500 plus five, uh, like a set $5,000 from what I understand. But that is, and that's till the day I die that I would get that monthly payment. And both you have but normal I, health. Yeah, we're both in good have, health. Have you um, shopped this at all? Did you go to Pardon? like? Have no, you, they've had it for twenty. No, years. I know, but have you gone to see what it would it would it would cost to replace it on Select Quote? My guess is it's going uh, to be more expensive on Select Quote. It might be more expensive. Yeah, no. Today. <clears throat> I mean, well, the reason that we actually had gotten these um, policies was back twenty kids. years ago. Yeah. Was when we got the home um, when we purchased our home. Yeah, I and understand. How how much do you guys owe on your home? Uh, zero. We own it. How much do you have in your 401ks or 457s? Between uh, the two, yeah. About 1.7 total. Yeah, I and you both have pensions? Yeah, yes, we do. Yeah, I wouldn't. And you're both vested? Your pensions? Yes. Yeah, cancel. I wouldn't have them. You yeah. wouldn't buy these today. You wouldn't buy them. You don't need them. I mean, the reality, okay. you, you, life insurance is, is, to, is designed to predict, replace an income stream that's tied to someone's uh, life, right? So that either through wages or through a pension that would cease upon someone's death. But if you're both in a situation where a survivor would receive a survivor's pension benefit. And you have that much money in your 401k or 457 and your home is paid for. And my guess is that you're saving significant amounts of money on a um, monthly basis. There's no need for it. That's true. Right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah. No. So, so even if I like, let's say, kept his policy, if you I'd want, still be good. Yeah. If you no, want, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you want, just don't tell him. But. Yeah. And yeah, actually, but no. I think. 
Samantha, in another day, I'll actually uh, take 20 minutes and you can call me and I'll explain the history of life insurance. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you bought a term policy because you needed it for a term of, of your life, right? You need it for a certain period. You didn't need it. You don't want to pay for a whole life policy that's going to have to cost you a fortune knowing the insurance company is going to pay it when you're 90 years old. So you've satisfied that period. Yeah, you the, just so chose to have a 30 year. And and the term is, mm-hmm. and you, you, you achieved your objective in a shorter period of time. Yeah, I'd cancel it. Cancel it. Okay. Right. You, know, you could choose to get a physical ahead of time to make sure there's nothing weird, but probably. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I actually didn't think of that. I mean, I was just kind of, like I said, we were just kind of discussing whether we should keep it or not. Because, I mean, we're, for lack of a better way of saying it, we're thinking, why should we yeah. pay for right, sorry, insurance? I mean, what's the chance of them paying it out? It's almost none, it's almost zero. You're paying $650 a year for $400,000 worth of life insurance. You think there's a good chance you get dying in the next 10 years? No, it's minuscule. No. You can just tell by your premiums. No. So, yeah, right. but don't call me cancel. Just quit baking the premium payments. Oh, just quit paying. Yeah, just don't, don't, pay, quit, yeah, just don't pay it anymore. Lapse. Let it lapse. Yeah. That way, if something happens to you in the lapse period, you still got coverage. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That's just squeezing the last little dime out of that thing. <laughs> All right, Samantha. <laughs> Glad you called. Wish you well. All right. All right Thank thanks. you very much. And that's really how you got to think about term insurance. Yes. About life insurance. Well, she bought it for a 30-year term, which is the length of their mortgage, but they paid the mortgage off early. There you go. So pay it off. Quit paying it, whatever you want to call it. Now we're talking with Tom. Tom, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hello, Scott. Hello, Pat. Hi, Tom. Um, I'm pretty much uh, comfortable in terms of retirement, but I have a kind of a philosophical question. Um, several years ago, I uh, wanted to convert some of my IRAs to Roth IRA, IRAs, which I did. And my accountant says, well, you know, you better be careful because um, he felt that eventually the government may tax the gains on those Roth IRAs. So my question is kind of a philosophical question is, do you think that's possible? And if that is possible, do you think it's a good idea to convert some of your IRAs to a Roth IRA? Well, listen, what, what, you use the key word gain, right? Yes. So I have, I'm just thinking, of my retirement assets in IRAs, 401ks, about 10% is in Roth. Maybe it's a tad more than that, I think about it. So I converted some a number of years back. I quit converting um, I quit converting because I live in California. And when the California, when they raised the taxes yet again on me if, a number of years ago. It wasn't just you, by the way, Scott. <clears throat> well, I took it personally. And I said, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done converting because I don't want to give California anymore. So, they already take Tom, philosophically, yes, they could. Uh, how would they do that? Eh, they could do it a bunch of different ways, right? They could t- Look, who knows what can happen with, with taxes? They They... they Right now, we have a very progressive tax structure. The discussion now is it's going to be even more progressive going forward, right? They're going to increase the amount that's given to. I mean, look, there's, there's this. What's the minimum income? Uh, that whole philosophy of just giving everyone a check, oh, yes. the, uh, whatever they, that's called. They tried it in Stockton. Where's that California. money come from, by the way? It comes from other taxpayers. The government doesn't have any money. So, Tom. They either uh, confiscate it from taxpayers or they print it. It, but it wouldn't stop me from converting a portion of my portfolio into a Roth, if that made sense. Uh, why wouldn't you convert all of it? Uh, because I like the idea of having a tax strategy behind uh, uh, that that uh, is diversified, much like I like a diversified portfolio. So when I think about my own tax strategy, right, you think about mm-hmm. things in a brokerage account, uh, which are uh, you know taxable, the gain is. You think about IRAs, which is 100% taxable, and you think about Roth, which is it's tax-free at this point in time. Right. What's, you know, if, if, if you converted all to a Roth IRA, what happens if they started actually taxing the Roth IRAs much like they did the 401ks? I don't know. I, I just think that with uncertainty, the more diversification you have, you know, the better off you are. Well, that's what I did. I, I I agree with you, but I just wanted to see what your opinion was. Oh, you were challenging me. <laughs> you challenged me, Tom. <laughs> well, I know your opinions are very unvarnished, and I appreciate that. So. I mean, the reality <laughs> is, look, I'm, I try to get suspect about everything. It's all about probabilities of outcome, right? 
We right. look at investments that way. We look at taxes that way. Nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know what the tax future tax rates are going to be. But we have a pretty good idea of what range of things might occur by looking at both history as well as other governments and seeing how their tax structures are worked. So, I mean, one way is that what if there's a, a suddenly a value-added tax like there is in Europe and the income taxes were reduced at the same time? That would essentially be, well, now, great, my Roth IRA, when I want to go to convert it to goods and services, I'm going to be taxed But on. that would be considered a regressive tax. But I mean, that's a range of possibilities. That, where is. That, that, that is one way your Roth would be taxed. Yeah. And, and so when you think about the tax structure as it sits today, think progressive, not regressive. Okay. Okay. Think, think, think it progressive. Um, including, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all in my lifetime to see a, a net worth tax. No, they're already talking about that. Yeah. Well, that was the state of California. That wasn't a federal tax. No, that was um, uh, Elizabeth Warren was stating was that. It? Oh yeah, she was the wealth tax. Uh, yeah, she had the wealth tax. So who knows anyway, what's Tom. coming? That could happen too. All right. Tom. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for cheering me up. Well, we're gonna take a quick break here again. If you want to be part of the program, eight three three ninety nine worth. You're with Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. All Worth Money Matters. We'll be right back. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean, thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to ask a favor of? of the podcast listeners. Will you, if you have a moment, go to where you are listening to this podcast and rate us? <laughs> Give us a review, you mean. Review. <laughs> yes, a review. Do, do, they, do they rate the stars, too? Don't they give stars? Anyway. They can. Review, review. us. Review. Give us a review. I can't ask for a positive review because of the industry we're in, but I assume if you've listened this far into the show that you're probably okay with it. So if you would be so kind as to give us a review, completely selfish on Scott and my part. Um, the more reviews we get, the better the reviews. The higher you get listed in the ranks, the higher you get listed in the ranks, the better your show is. There's some an economic formula that's working out in my favor if you do that. <laughs> that's the important part. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Yeah. <laughs> As Pat said once, you know what? We both have a lot in common. We both want your money. <laughs> that's exactly it. So anyway, please, please be so kind as to. Yeah. And before we get started taking the call, Scott, I did want to point out, I keep hearing ad after ad after ad for refinance your home, 30 rate, 30 year fixed, low interest rates. I think it's okay to refinance your loan, but don't re-amortize yeah. over to a longer uh, time period. If you're going to refinance your loan, refinance it at a lower interest rate and keep your payments exactly the same as you were paying before so that it gets paid off sooner. And don't take out a bunch of cash. Please don't take off a, bun a bunch of cash. I hear that's cash. the worst thing. First of all, you're probably not getting the tax deduction anymore with the new limitations on the way things are, or the standard deductions. Uh, and secondly, like you're going to buy a car and pay it over the next 30 years, a car loan or, ref or whatever. I mean, it's just... So even a kitchen remodel, it's not going to last 30 years. Consider remodeling. Consider refinancing, but keep the term either the same amount or shorter than what you have left. If on you your still existing. have the avocado colored appliances, that might be then maybe the kitchen remodel. You wait two more years, they'll be back. You just got to wait through the cycles. I know. Is that right? From <laughs> yes. all your kitchen I remodel have, experience? Oh, the skinny ties. I'm almost back in style. <laughs> the skinny times, the cutoff ones, the, uh, the, skinny the knitted. Uh, oh, yeah, I still have those knits. All right. And your members only jackets. Last I am the last member. Let's head to Roseville and talk with Stephanie. Stephanie with Allworth's Money Matters. I am calling because um, my mom and I actually want to know what we should do with an inheritance that is coming her way. It's going to go into her trust. Um, and then what do we do from there? And how old is your mother? She is 86. And how large is the inheritance? 
We were told it's going to be $647,000. And does your mother owe anyone any money? Thankfully, no. And what's your mother's financial situation look like now? Does she own a home? Uh, does she have money in the bank so, or IRAs? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, she, no home. She's home and then, and then we moved her up here to be actually you know what stephanie we're, your phone your cell in just in a bad cell spot or something oh dear i'm oh, sorry no, it Let sounds better right there it sounds bit. Bit. Yeah, okay i won't move like don't I won't don't move around left hand up <laughs> so um so 647 how much money does she have in the bank she has total between cds and a little bit in vanguard and all of that about 790 and so she, she doesn't need these dollars. These dollars will not be spent by her in her lifetime. Not unless there's something really crazy that happens. Cause she also has long-term care policy. So. And is she in, did you say she's in a rental or that she lives with you? What did you say? Yes. We're all together in a rental apartment, a nice apartment. Oh, and do you have any siblings? I don't. I am the only child. What is she? What is she? Who'd she inherit these dollars from? This is from a first cousin, a senior oh citizen gosh. who had wow. passed away. I know. <laughs> and they had no other family wow. left. I mean, she's it. And then me. What's your mom want to do? Well, that's why she wanted me to call you. But she said, well, we should take a vacation. So okay. that's one Wonderful. thing she Wonderful. That's right, a fantastic. Do that. I don't know how far you can go with COVID, but you can go down to the. Okay. So take a vacation. What else <laughs> yeah. does your mother want to do? To Tahoe. We'll go to Tahoe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure because she, she, you know, we don't get too much out beyond. She's still active to a, a certain degree and she's still pretty healthy. Um, and her mom lived to an old age. So I'm hoping, you know, she has a long time, but she's not sure because it's such a big number to her. We just can't quite comprehend. But she did say to me, I hope that with everything now that there will be something left for your retirement. So that's something she did say to me. So you're living with her in a rented apartment. Yes, we're all together. And when you say we, who is we? Uh, My mom and I, and I do have a husband. Okay. Uh, At least for now. Okay. <laughs> well, no, that's real. No, no, let me tell you something. That's real. That is real. Yeah. Um, I um, have to say that. So, yeah. Oh, no, that's real. Um, why don't you guys consider buying a house? Well, that's what I was wondering. A condo. Even though it's so expensive. Well, what is compared to what? Expensive out here? what? How much is rent? Mm-hmm. Well, it's um, about, with the utilities and all, it's about 2000 a month. Why don't you look at a little condo where you can live there after your mother passes and that you could be okay, comfortable so living with their, her there and, and put it in your mother's name um, and yeah, keep it yeah. in her name and keep it in her name and then have your mother do a trust for all of her assets so that when she passes, it goes directly to you. Remember, inherited money is not community property money. It means you inherit it, not you and your spouse. And as long as you keep it separate, it will keep it separate property. And that's why whether you were joking or not about for now, married for now, it's always separate property. I think like getting a, finding a condo or a townhouse would be ideal. Okay. Because what, I mean, so the dollars, 650,000 bucks, we we do what with it? We stick it in the bank, we stick it. But then there's another 790 on top of that. Your your mother's never going to spend these dollars. Right. And she has long-term care insurance. So- um, and I presumably you do not own a house anywhere. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Go, go buy a house where you can take care of your mother until her dying day. And then you can live there and, and, you know, and you've got long-term care insurance plus those assets. So even if you, at a point you said, we need caregivers coming and going 24 seven, fine. you can afford that. Yeah. That's We're what I would do. going to be okay. Yeah. That's what I do. Okay. And so it. even if my plans for the future, let's say in 15 years is to live out of state, Still okay to buy the house now. That's right. You're going to see the money back. Fifteen years. Yeah, it's a long time, and your plans will change. There's never been a fifteen-year time when property values haven't increased in California. (laughs) And your plans, your plans will change in the next fifteen years. So that's what that's the recommendation um, I would give you, and any one of the advisors at Allworth would give you. Awesome! I so appreciate it. Thank you so much, you guys. Thanks for taking care of your mom. Yeah, for sure.
That's awfully Thank nice. Thank you. Yeah. It's a it's a blessing to me and to her. I know. Oh, Thank nice. you. Yeah, and why she's still got the the health to be able to do some traveling and stuff. Uh, make the most of it, because um, actually, regardless of your age, make the most of your days. Because <laughs> who knows? We never know. Let's now talk with Matt. Matt, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call. Hi, Matt. Um, I was hoping you. Hey, hi. Hey, I was hoping you give me some direction. Um, I, you know, it's kind of a popular subject these days when I'm listening to all these podcasts that I have time to listen to. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask a question about uh, retirement and contributing to my 457, okay. basically tax deferred, which I have been doing over the years, um, and and maybe now to the Roth portion of it. So I, I live in Northern California. I just turned 50 which has got me kind of thinking about this more than I ever had in the past because <laughs> I'm realizing I'm getting closer to the retirement side of my career than the beginning part of my career. Although your best years are probably ahead of you work wise, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I hope so. I mean, unless you're digging um, ditches or something that's requiring a lot of manual labor, that's probably not going to be improving. No, but. no, I can't complain. I can't complain. <laughs> um, but I was I, one of those guys that's always been ingrained in me that, you know, once you started your working career, um, just put as much away as you could in your retirement. Um, and that had always been, you know, tax deferred um, over the last, you know, 25 years or whatever it's been that I've been working um, and just kind of put it away, forget about it. And at some point it'll pay off uh, was the mentality that I had always had. Um, but then over the last few years, um, as I've been maxing out contributions, my employer started offering the ability to contribute to a Roth inside my 457. And I thought, yeah, that's great. I, I kind of know what a Roth is, um, but I've never really taken advantage of it. And, and now that I hit that magic number of 50 uh -huh. <laughs> this last month, uh, it got me thinking, you know, you know, maybe it's wise to start thinking about, you know, I, I understand well the tax benefit of deferred. Well, let's, let's, well, let me ask a couple questions that will help us uh, answer your question. Yeah. Are you married? Yes. And how many, do you have any children? I've got two. Okay. Uh, one's finishing up college and one's not going to college. Okay. And uh, what's the approximate family income? Um, our, combining my wife and yeah, I together, I, it's 260 a year, 260. And do you plan on retiring in the state of California? Do you plan on moving out once you retire? That's a good question. I would say to answer it, I, I would assume we're going to stay in California, although I'm not going to okay. say that won't change in the and next you, five to 10 years. You'll have a pension as you're 457, you work for a county and municipality I, of some sort? That's correct. Uh, and I do have a pension. And um, it would, my pension. I don't know if you dollars or percentage, it's going to replace about 75% wow. of my it, annual. Yeah. How pretty, much money is good. in your 457 now? Uh, my 457, mine has 810,000. Um, and my wife has one that has 50,000. And your wife, she does not work at a state or municipality. I take it. Is that correct? Uh, she's a, he's got a 403B. She, so she so works at a school or a that. hospital. Um, and we think our horizon is 10, you know, uh, maybe 60 or 62 years old when we I, both want to retire. I, I would probably use the Roth because I, I look at how much yeah. you got at age 50. Your pension's going to mm -hmm. be 75% of your income. When you retire, you're not going to, like, here's what odds are what's going to happen. You're going to retire. Right. Your, your pension, your 401k is going to be more than double what it is today because you're going to keep contributing to it. Now, you know, we're right. at 1.6. You're probably not going to touch it. And now we're suddenly going to be required minimum distribution. And your biggest issue is going to be like, oh, crud. My required minimum distributions right. are going to clobber me. But at $260,000, that, that we're not making a, a tax. We're, we're thinking, we're not thinking today. We're thinking 10 years, 15, 20 years out. Right. Because at two, well, if you were, were $500,000 a year income, I'd probably say stick with the, the traditional, but at, yeah. at, at your, yeah, I agree with Scott. I, I do, do the, the Roth. Roth. I do the Roth. Okay. And, and what we're doing so is basically we're, we're just, we're, we're diversifying a tax strategy for you. Um, we're diversifying right. a tax strategy. Okay. 
Yeah, because I figure I figure kind of I need to be able to pull out of different buckets is what I kind of understand it you that's know, right. down the road. And I don't. OK, that's right. Um, all right. That's yeah, right. That, that, that was the, that and, was the question. And, and so will your wife receive a pension when she retires? Uh, yeah. So I said mine will be replaced 75 percent. So my wife. My wife also has a pension, and she would get fifty percent of her income. So, between the two of us, um, you know, we'd probably have about sixty-five percent or seventy percent of what we're used to getting. You've done great. Yeah, um, and then you, when you're retired, you no longer have to. You won't be seventy money going to your savings once you retire. That's right. Your kids uh, no more paying into Social Security. Your kids will hopefully be out of the way. I mean, not, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not on the dole. <laughs> No, that's right. That's it's it's a that's hypothetical, though. You know that. Um, Well, you've done a great job saving. Yeah, congratulations. Okay, and and just make sure your home's paid off by the day you retire, and you'll be fine. Okay, so it's so it's not, and that's you know. What do you own your home? Can I ask? Yeah, so our home's probably worth eight fifty, and we owe three eighty, three eighty, and and I just refinanced to um, a three percent. And I actually um, have, um, uh, I did it 30 year again. My thought was to get the lowest, uh, you know, yep. rate. Will you retire in that good. house? We will definitely keep that house. We may purchase the next house. There's other financial issues, um, not issues, but details that that um, would go into that if you're interested in that. But um, um, we will hold on to that house. Well, maybe, 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 well, with, maybe with, not. It depends on what the tax looks like. So today, if you've got a lot of embedded gain in there, you wouldn't hold the house, but we're down there. So I would look at trying to uh, amortize the payments over a 15-year period. Yeah, so I could, my thought, in, is this a correct way of thinking? I thought keep the 30, get the lowest rate that I could That's get. That's right, um, yeah. And then, and if I want to make extra payments, yep. just yep. go ahead and yep. pay towards that makes the sense. Yeah, right. That works. 100%. That's what I've been doing. 100%. Sounds All right. good, man. Great hey. job, Matt. Hey, thanks, fellas. Thank yeah. you. Glad you called. He seemed like a nice guy. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> he sounded younger than he is. Didn't he sound like he was about 30? I don't He's know. 50. I don't know. And we're talking with Joe. Joe, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. So my question is really based around Social Security, and I know this question has been asked quite a bit lately, but I'm in a kind of a, I don't want to say unique situation, because we're all in a unique situation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, every situation so, is unique and by, its, by its nature. but uh... Absolutely. So my wife is going to turn 59 and a half, and she has been retired now for three years. I'm still working. I'm only 57, and I don't plan on retiring till about 65. So is it worth for her to collect Social Security at this age? Well, she can't until age 62. I thought females are at 59 and a half. Oh, no. 59 and a half is the rule. That's the age in which we can take money from our retirement accounts without any uh, penalty. So IRAs and 401ks, 403bs, that sort of thing. Uh, or a widow 60, or widow or age, at age yeah. 60. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, if you're age 60 and you've been widowed, then you can start at age 60. Otherwise, it's age 62 is the earliest. And her full retirement age is probably 66 in a few months. So she'd have a pretty significant discount. All right. So is it worth for her to start drawing off her um, retirement plan that she has invested in? Oh, well, I, I, I'll make a caveat. If, if there's plenty of money that... She, it's, you can both be, she can be afforded to retire at 59. And um, yeah, I mean, if you've got plenty of money and it can last your dying day, then absolutely, 59 and a half sounds perfect. My concern is it's relatively young. And if there's not enough money to last and you're, it's still in a season while you're still working, um, what's going to happen with the finances when you're 65 and you're retired? What happens at age seven when you're 70 and 75 and. 80, right? And that's, from from a financial planning standpoint, it's really, a lot of our big concern with, with people is like, what happens if you live too old? <laughs> I mean, what happens if you, if you make it to 95 or 100? You need to make sure you've got the finances to support those lifestyles. And, and you would look at this and say, well, what is your income, Joe? 
And are we going to be paying taxes at a higher marginal rate than if she waited? It would be at a higher marginal rate. So what, Absolutely. What's, what's, what's your approximate income now? About 160000 a year. Okay. And do you owe anyone money? Just the two properties I own. Okay. And what do you owe on are them? These, are they rentals or are they... Do you consume them or your primary? My, yeah, one's my primary residence. It's probably about two fifteen k left, and the other one is a rental property, and there's probably one sixty five k left. And what's the interest rates on those? Uh, right around three point five to four. I've owned them for a long time. I've refinanced them, but I haven't refinanced them lately and I I don't think I want to go through What's that the rental? Anymore. What's the what's the rental worth? Maybe 850,000? And what's the primary residence worth? 1.2? So here's what I would do. So why Mike can you not survive on your salary? I can. Yeah. So, uh, so she should not take Social Security. She probably should not take Social Security until she's at full retirement age. Gotcha. Got it. And and and, and this is what I would do. The penalty, the penalty between sixty two and your full retirement age, sixty six in some months, is greater than the. I'll call it a penalty from wait until age seventy. Right? It's a different uh, percentage. How much money do you have in retirement savings? You sound like a good saver, by the way. How much money do you have in retirement savings? You mean just... IRAs, um, 401ks? Probably, yeah, uh, 401k, probably 1.5 in savings and stock market and what have you, probably around 150. Okay, so here's what... Do you have $100,000 in cash? Yes. Okay. So what's, what's her... Um, What's is what's is the primary driver on this is to so she feels confident that she's got income coming in each month? Does she have her own checking account? Um, no, it's all joint. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean the primary question about collecting Social Security, and, and I'm sure this is on everybody's mind, is once we hit that retirement age, if you will, and we paid into it for God knows how long. Is it going to be around? Yeah, yeah. Might great as well question. Start drawing yeah. off it before, and it was in trouble before. It was in trouble before this. Now they figure that the Social Security trust fund might be empty in the year twenty twenty nine. It was twenty thirty four. Now it's twenty twenty nine. Without any adjustments to it, the way it stands now, there'd be an automatic. I think it's twenty one percent reduction across the board, which and, that's not going to happen. And we do a workshop. Uh, we do a workshop on Social Security. You can find at our website allwordfinancial.com, where we actually talk about what you just described, which is legislative risk. But let's leave that aside right. for a second, Joe. If you were sitting in an office with one of our advisors. I could just tell you flat out, this is what we would actually do right now. We would look at this, your financial situation, and we would say, okay, you've got plenty of cash. You've got a good income. Your wife has some money in an IRA, which is liquid. Why don't we take that $100,000 in cash and pay down one or both of those mortgages, right? You're not going to retire, you said, for another eight years. So just simple yeah. financial planning, we would say, okay, you have outstanding debts of approximately uh, $380,000 on your mortgage. Why don't we take $100,000 and apply it against that? So now you owe $280,000 on your mortgage. Amortize that over the next um, eight years, refinance it into a 10 or 15 year fixed and pay it off so that the date you retire, you have no debt. You have no debt. That is just, that's that. So you called about Social Security, which we appreciate the call, but you really are in a position that if you did some decent, good financial planning and looked at eight years from now, what you're going to do today, especially in these low interest rates environment where you can get a 10-year fixed rate mortgage at less than 4%, you're going, to, you're going to be really, really ready for retirement. Now, you got a good advisor, age 62 comes around, then you say, okay, this is what you should do with your Social Security, with your wife's Maybe Social it makes Security. sense to start at that time. Maybe. Maybe not, right? But you make the decision then. But you called about a completely different 
Subject, if you were sitting in an office with one of our advisors, I could tell you that and is the advice. The advisors are, it's all Zoom now. So okay. <laughs> right. okay. I think we've had, probably had hundreds of Zoom meetings last week with That's, our advisors. Okay. So yeah, if you were sitting in your office and we were sitting in our office. <laughs> On um, video. This is probably the recommendation. And, and you want to take advantage of it now. Because and that, that's the recommendation, just kind of top blush. That's just and the it, first blush. And it might be when you do a little more analysis, do a little digging, get to understand your, your and your wife's uh, goals, it might morph and do something a little different. But, um, but that's just first blush. That's You're at a stage, Joe. Gotcha. You're at a stage with finding, and we're not trying to promote our, well, we try to promote our business a little bit. Which I, sure. I mean, there's other great organizations out there, great advisors out there. There's a lot of lousy ones too. But I think if you met with someone who's a good certified financial planner, specialized in retirement transition, going through a process of some financial planning, I think it'd be of great value to. It was interesting. Both Vanguard and Morningstar have done some studies on the value of quality financial advice. I'm talking about these are good quality advice. And uh, I think I think I don't remember the numbers exactly. You can you can Google them. One is I think it's the Vanguard Alpha study, and I forget what Morningstar called theirs. Uh, but the, both of them showed that uh, with the right kind of planning, an advisor can add up to three percentage points per year. That's not in meaning that they outperform the markets, that they can outperform the S&P 500. It's just through the right kind of planning. It's these little nuances here or there, Dick. When do we, when do we look at converting some to a Roth? Are there times when we, we focus on paying down the mortgage? Are there times when we look at taking out an additional mortgage for something? Are there... Right? How do we allocate the 401k? And we've got a break in income. We've got like a spouse here before Social Security. What's the way to? What's the best way to bridge that? All those various uh, moving parts. And I really think Joe, you're at a stage with you go through a process, do some good good financial planning. I think it'll instill some some confidence both with you and your your wife, and with your wife being uh, recently retired and in this whole midst, there might be. Uh, I mean, I mean, a lot of us right now don't have the same kind of confidence with our finances as we did a couple months ago. What we found and what yeah, studies absolutely. have shown, right? <laughs> Most yeah. of us don't. But studies have shown that when you do the right kind of planning, have the right kind of plan in place, it, it, it just, just that in and of itself can instill quite a bit of confidence and reduce stress and reduce worry about it. Yeah, some good advice. Thank you so much. All right, All right Joe. Appreciate glad you call. called. Appreciate the phone call and uh, hope your wife's enjoying Retirement. She probably wasn't expecting to be with Joe twenty four seven. Well, I don't. You know, she might be happy about it. Well, unfortunately, that is all the time we have today. It's been great having you with us as always. We so much appreciate you, our listeners. We really do. And if you this is if you find our show helpful, uh, if you're listening to podcasts, forward this on to somebody so they can listen as well and be part of the All Worth Money Matters community. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.